A burning building on the city's west side. The flames cast a red shadow on the dark night sky, spelling out a warning for those tenants still on their way home from work in the bustling downtown. A crowd gathers. Neighbors show their concern. Firefighters work the hose. Passersby stop just to gawk before continuing on their way. Their minds full enough with their own troubles, thank you very much. The onlookers begin to speculate about the cause of the fire. An oven left on before an evening out at the theater, perhaps. A show for which they'd been saving for months. Faulty wiring, an issue brought time and again before a cold and uncaring review board. An unsupervised child, his parents in the other room arguing, left to play with daddy's lighter. But of what importance was the cause? What difference did it make from whence the first spark was struck? All that mattered now were the burned and blackened walls which seemed so sturdy only moments before, now crumbling helplessly and falling to the earth below. A hero pulls a coughing woman from beyond the open door. The crowd gasps and surges forward before parting into an aisle. She comes to rest on the back of an ambulance, her face a mess of soot, her eyes dry from smoke. You hear one of the neighbors recognize her. She's lived in the building for much of her life. She tends the potted plants that line the stairway up to the entrance. She babysits for the young parents when they need a night out to feel beautiful again. She arches forward to catch her breath, and you think you hear her whisper something, something about her phone. What did you say? You ask in an understanding voice. Tell them to go back in and get my phone, she says clearly. It's time for Clear the Dance Floor on Radio Free Brooklyn. Welcome to it. Welcome to another installment of Clear the Dance Floor here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Colby Smith, and we have a a, 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 a wallop of a show for you today. This show is going to knock you upside the head. We got all this kind of crazy stuff planned later in the show. You know, as, as you guys know, we, uh, uh, we're very interested in the media industry here and in the entertainment industry. It's a subject that we are, you know, just, just so fast. I think objectively fascinating. And so we've got an insider who's going to be calling in who has knowledge about what's going on at Turner Classic Movies. Uh, in case you don't know, a lot of the, you know, top brass there has been fired and, uh, you know, CEO David Zaslov's continued, you know, kind of reshaping of the company. And a lot of people are upset about that. It's causing a lot of uproar among cinephiles. So we're going to hear a little bit more uh, uh, about that. But first, you know, joining me here in the studio is the hardest guest I've ever had to book (laughs) because she is so busy and important. Sorry. Carolyn Egan is here. Hello. It is me. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I am too. Are you a stranger to the radio, Carolyn? Are you a longtime listener? Tell me about your history with this medium. I pretty much mostly only ever listen to the radio when I'm around my mom. Mm. Um, did grow- you bring her? I did not bring her. <laughs> she unfortunately. Sorry, is your mom here? No, no, no. Don't get excited. My mom's not here. Okay, but yeah, usually I don't know. We've listened. She put she would put on classical music at dinner time okay. to calm us down, um, that and then nice. we would listen to like '90s pop music in mm-hmm. the. In the car or soft rock. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much mostly all the times that I've ever, that I listen to the radio. So would the classical music 
calm you down like you guys would be like running around like you know like, trying to stab each other with kids scissors <laughs> or something and then you'd hear like wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah, wah. i would like wah, to wah, think wah, so wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah because she would just turn it up louder and louder and louder to, to drown out our shrieks <laughs> no i don't think it actually i don't know who knows i only remember it like as i got older so when i was younger i don't remember oh yeah classical but she said she turned it on every single night at dinner wow. time and it, it would calm you down i guess so <laughs> I guess supposedly so. <laughs> And then I guess the only other time I listen is when I drive our our car at home in, uh-huh. in Massachusetts. Shout out to Massachusetts. Okay. Um, the spirit of Massachusetts is the spirit, spirit of, America. of America. Exactly. Uh, that is very broken and you can't plug in any iPhone or anything. So mm. you have to listen to the radio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's rare. It's a rare occurrence. Do you have a, a kind of a hometown station that you find yourself uh, 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 turning on when you go go to Massachusetts. What, uh, w- and what is it? Yeah, well, the first one, the one that my mom always listened to was Delilah, uh, ninety six point seven. Wow. WSRS. Okay. Um, but I used to listen to Kiss one hundred eight. Uh, growing up. Whoa. And that one I still turn to, but it's all you know the repetitive pop songs that really get annoying. And <laughs> I thought it was just going to be all Kiss songs. <laughs> <laughs> like before Sirius Radio was the thing <laughs> where no. they have, you know, because they, 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 they have the, uh, uh, on Sirius Radio, they have the, like, the, the channels that are all devoted to, like, one artist, you know, like the Grateful, they? they have, like, the Grateful Dead station. That's all, they just play, like, shows from the past and that kind of thing. Oh, uh, that's cool. And I thought maybe Kiss was an early adopter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know where the hell they got that name from. They, like, channeled in Ryan Seacrest. It was, like, the Ryan oh, Seacrest yeah. show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm the sure... Top 40 it, countdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it played globally. Yeah. But... That's that's true. That's that's a, a, a tool in Ryan Seacrest's, you know, arsenal that I... <laughs> don't think of that often is his radio hosting yeah i think that's how he got started right i'm sure it is because of his calming voice and his witty humor if anyone knows you know i should say our number is 718-673-8201 if you'd like to call in now or at any point during the program 718-673-8201 is that number if you want to talk about how ryan seacrest got his start (laughs) or touch on touch on any other any other topic that might uh, come up in this this wide-ranging conversation we've got uh, ahead of us. Yes. Please call in. It would be nice to chat. Now I Although, s- yeah, go ahead. I haven't been able to hear our voices in my headset. I don't know if that will you, affect... You can't hear me or yourself. No. I could hear all the music. You could hear just the music? Yes. So I don't know if that earth? would be a problem when somebody tries to call in. But- you know, I'd say it probably will be. <laughs> You can just repeat back every single thing that they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. Um, I guess I'll see. We could troubleshoot as we we'll, go. We'll troubleshoot as we go. Yeah. What if I turn this up? Is that doing anything for you? Can you hear me any no. better now? No. Okay. Just I'll try a different knob every five minutes. I hope this becomes a hearing test. <laughs> <laughs> I recently uh, passed a hearing test, actually. Okay. So this is what I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> This is why you brought me in. This is why I've missed every time that you've asked me to come on the show because I've been having trouble with my ears. Right, yeah, no, right. I had a very prolonged ear infection and then started losing hearing in one of my ears. Um, and then I had to do this very intricate hearing test in like an isolated soundless box. Oh, my God. And I I did lose hearing in one of my ears. Oh, my then God. They were able to give me medication. That so helped. were you... Did you go to the doctor to... <laughs> I guess... 
How did this happen? How did I get an ear infection? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, uh, well, I guess that's my, that's my question is why is this a, it seems like with an ear infection, they should just give you medicine and go from there. They did, and then then I lost my hearing. Oh, I see. Then I because see. of the medication, I think because the medication they think got dried to my to my eardrum oh my and God. like blocked sound. From oh my God! Because <laughs> I went to it was city M, city MD medication. Okay. And then you know when I lost my hearing, they sent me to a specialist. Say no more. Yeah. Say no more. Okay, I'll we stop. Are, we are. <laughs> We're firmly, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, IRL, firmly anti-City MD doctors. We don't think they're real. No, I think I had to go again this past week, and they were there stumped every time unless it's COVID-19. Unless it's COVID-19, they are stumped. (laughs) They don't know what the hell. I mean, they try their best. They try their best, and they. I, I really just go to them so I can get a referral. For, to go to a specialist because uh-huh. <laughs> I can't just go right to a specialist. Otherwise, insurance won't cover it. Oh, my good Lord. Right? I think. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, look, this is a tr- this is a tricky this is a tricky issue. You know, this uh, this healthcare system of ours oh. leads to pain, leads to sickness, leads to death, ultimately. Yeah. And I, for one, think it's sick. Me- Do you have health insurance at the moment? Wouldn't you like to know? I do. <laughs> Does Radio Free Brooklyn, Brooklyn provide health insurance? Radio Free Brooklyn provides it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a um, there is actually a doctor who comes around oh, the, the station. That's lovely. And he just kind of sets out up in that little lounge that's out there. Oh um, yeah, they have a beautiful uh, velvet red couch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, see, that's where that's where you that's what you kind of bend over. <laughs> no. And then you just get a little shot, and then you feel crazy for a while. And then most of what your what your you know what your ailment is goes away. Okay, so bare steroids is my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I want to say that very clearly. That's very uh, uh, forward thinking of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a nonprofit, so. Oh, that's that's nice. Feel free to donate to Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. If that's how nonprofits work. <laughs> if you believe in providing B12 shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To Colby to, Smith. To, to me specifically and all the other hosts who line up, then uh, <laughs> that you can give us a you can give us a donation. We are always accepting donations. Have you ever given to a charity? I have. I yes, of course I have. I, say of course. I feel like anybody everybody has. You can't have not. Totally. Yeah, everybody. Right, Col- Colby. Everybody has. Lame. Name well, one, I've name given, one charity. I've given blood, you know, to the okay. New York Blood Center. Uh, That's more than money. I have. I used to donate to ProPublica uh, um, uh, every that? month. That's a nonprofit news organization. Oh. Um, and you are all about the news and the radio. Yeah, this is right up your alley. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm fascinated by the media industry. <laughs> I think it's fascinating what they do. Do you? No. Oh. <laughs> Well, I don't know. People say this as if it's like a, 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 a any different than any other business. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like not special. It's like people have ideas. If they're if they're successful, they make money. <laughs> yeah, hot take. This is I'm getting up on my soapbox here. <laughs> and also, if they're hot, they'll make money, exactly. which is surprising. That's, that's back to Ryan Seacrest. Mm-hmm. Surprising to me that he got his start on the radio because he's so handsome. I know. I know. Yeah. But maybe that's also part of like more handsome more handsome people get hired faster. Like 
I've I read that somewhere. I'm certain that that's true. Yeah. This is the one inequality that no law will ever <laughs> be able to combat. Yes. <laughs> people just want good-looking people around. Yeah. They trust them more. Yeah. I do, I think, implicitly. Or yeah. What's a recent example of uh, <laughs> you trusting a implicitly trusting a good-looking person? Maybe it's this city MD doctor. This quack. You know, it's hard. Well, they all have masks on, so they. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They could. They object, I feel like that makes people more. I think it made me more attractive having a mask over my face. Okay, so hiding your face. Yeah, because then everything's up to. Because then you fill in the rest of your face with your imagination. <laughs> And then, like, when I first saw, I used to work on the High Line during the pandemic, and when coworkers would take off their mask for eating lunch, they were always less attractive than <laughs> how I imagined them in my head, which is mean to say. And I think that they're wonderful people, and I think they're, they're, they're like, regular looking, well, but I always feel in their face as extremely hot. I think what we're revealing here, Carolyn, is, like, you know, <laughs> there's always this thing about, oh, are you an ass man? Are you a legs guy? All this stuff. What you are is an eyes girl. <laughs> I'm an eyes. I guess you just so. want to see the eyes. The rest <laughs> of the face. The rest of the face could take a walk. That's true. <laughs> Although eventually, well, I mean, the rest of the face once it's filled in, then then it's a game changer. But mm. if I just see the eyes, yeah, I feel like everybody has regular regular eyes. Mm. It's hard to have ugly eyes. I think. <laughs> right. Well, speaking as a guy with brown eyes, I don't know if that's true. <gasps> no. Look, I'm not fishing here, okay? Don't I'm not say that. begging for you to like, compliment my eyes or anything <laughs> like that, but I am just saying, people like me, we've been looking up at people with blue <laughs> eyes and green eyes and gray eyes and all that stuff for, for our entire lives now, oh. and uh, watching them get all this attention from the industry. <laughs> <laughs> you have that one song. You have the one song, Brown Eyed Girl. Brown Eyed Girl, yeah. Sorry, do I look like a fucking girl to you? <laughs> oh, okay, you're right. You're right. You know, maybe that's why you haven't made it to Kiss 108. Because you we, don't have Ryan Seacrest. You need a brown-eyed eyes. boy. We need yeah. brown-eyed boy. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Then people like me. I'm going to request that on Radio Free Brooklyn just for you, Colby. Brown-eyed boy. We could we could write brown-eyed boy. Oh, easy. Yeah. Well, what are the lyrics? That could also Eyed mean. I know we got other wait, stuff hang to do, on. but hold on. Yeah, go ahead. That could also, if we're really, you know, could could also be interpreted as not to be explicit, but butthole. Oh wow, that, you're right. Isn't that sometimes called a brown eye? Yeah, you're right. Shh. I might have made that up. But. No, you're right. Brown eyed boy, it could be like. like but that could be like boy. pride, like like positive. Like it's good, yeah. Okay, so Sex what? Positive. What I'm hearing is that we need to write a. But no, this just feels wrong. <laughs> Brown-eyed boy. What about brown-eyed man? Brown-eyed man, the little, hmm. the, the little brown-eyed man. <laughs> or you can do- uh, the lyrics to brown-eyed girl. Yes, I feel like the fact that she has brown eyes doesn't even come into account for most of this story. It's the whole chorus. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came down, down in the, the hollow, hollow, playing a new game. Okay, Nothing so they're the they're playing like they're playing like the new Zelda. In the song, <laughs> yeah. they're playing the new Zelda in, in a, a dark hollow. room. In a, yeah. in a dark hollow, because it's raining outside. <laughs> yeah. They have to stay inside. They're playing the new Zelda. Uh huh. Laughing and a running. Okay, so Link. Hey, hey. Link is the one, and skipping and a jumping. Okay, he does that. He does. In the misty, misty morning moon. fog, our hearts a thumping, and you, <gasps> my brown eyed girl. Maybe you're this my. is. Yeah. What? I mean the the writers of the Zelda games are so brilliant. So maybe they maybe they did write this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So maybe it's like, maybe it's like, hey, where is Hyrule? <laughs> right? <laughs> I actually don't know that reference. Oh, my I've God. only played one Zelda game uh, and beat it, but it was the DS game. The Days when Ganondorf came. <laughs> He's up in the castle. We're playing this game. <laughs> this is good. Keep going. Uh, let's see. Laughing around. No edits. Calling on my horse. <laughs> playing in my ocarina. <laughs> playing a macarena. Playing on my ocarina. See, Carolyn. <sighs> I don't get any of these references. There's, there, there's a, there's Link. You know, he's always got this little flute thing called an ocarina. Oh. Uh, that uh, uh, he plays little songs, and then he either teleports to a particular place, or his horse shows up. Why didn't you ever reference Eve? That's the one I know. Eve. Right? The little white fairy that follows him around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only Zelda reference I know. What about like What's general stuff eat? like solving other clues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting that puzzle together <laughs> yeah. in a beautiful cartoon land <laughs> with you, my brown eyed girl. girl. <laughs> that still works. <laughs> so, Carolyn. That was beautiful. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Please. So this is our first show back after two weeks off where there was some travel stuff. There was some work stuff. You know, it's what we got. I got a million weddings to go. I have approximately one million weddings to go to this year. Congratulations. So as a result, the radio show schedule is going to be it's going to be a little it's, it's going to be in and out. You know, it's going to be okay. a little rocky. There are going to be some holes in it where there is no new show. And what uh-huh. I'm hearing from listeners when I'm not here is, where's the, sh- where's the new episode? Are you pre-recorded again? What's, what's going on? So we need to come up with some kind of summer schedule for people. We need some ideas for ways to spend their free time since when- they're not going to be listening to the show live. Okay. You know, for example, on January 16th or J- July 16th, rather. Okay. That's the next one I'm going to miss. And wow. May- maybe, ne- maybe next week as well. Or maybe I was going to say, I was going to say, not 4th of July weekend. Well, we're figuring it out. <clears throat> I see. That is a great question. So mm-hmm. normally I would say, like, go to the beach, do something outside. But the rain. The rain. The rain and the smoke. Yeah. Have really clouded our June. Mm. Although... I will say, now being uh, an employee of the Prospect Park, mm-hmm. having all this rain is really uh, very important for all of the trees because oh, yeah. the soil is truly horrific. Yeah. Uh, and they need water. They need water. And, and speak on that. Um, we had a, you remember the terrible drought and the terribly high, hot weather we I, had last summer? Oh, sister. <laughs> you don't got to tell sure, me. I'm sure we all do. I mean, beautiful weather for beaches for a beach day. Mm-hmm. But all of the trees, really, really, the soil, let me tell you, the driest soil I've ever seen. In my, even after it rains, you dig like literally two centimeters down. It's wow. just dust. Wow. So it's really honestly shocking that there's so much life still in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did lose a lot of trees, especially all their newly planted donor baby trees. Wait, really? Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Not so, not like an overwhelming amount, but they lost a lot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you have like multiple years of drought in a row, that really, it takes a tree, a tree three years to die. Oh, wow. So. Oh, my God. So after, so does that mean you can save a tree after one year of drought maybe, but then the next year is okay? The next year is back? That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, okay. Or I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find I out. I guess we'll find out this summer. <laughs> 
So I guess what I'm what as far as like a recommendation goes for people, you okay, know, yeah. maybe from four to five next Sunday, you guys could, you know, bring some buckets of water to Prospect Park and just kind of <gasps> dump them around. That would be amazing because we also are, are losing our forester. He 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 resigned. Uh, he was great. And he literally, his job now is to go around and water all the trees so we don't lose all of our trees. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if you want to. Yeah. Feel free to so, come. This and- is a very, actually kind of thing people should maybe do. <laughs> maybe. But then at the same time, if multiple people are putting buckets of water on the same plant every <laughs> single day, you will drown the plant. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay. So we need to some But kind of, I feel like of all of the people listening, if mm-hmm. they all went and did this, it wouldn't it wouldn't drown the plants. No, no, no. We can't it's not all of Brooklyn listening. I mean to this. if all the people listening did this <laughs> they wouldn't drown the plant. <laughs> no. Also buckets of water, not the easiest thing to do. To carry around. Yeah. Yeah. Not the easiest. No, no, you're right. So, okay, so water some plants is uh, step number one. Yes. I mean, how do you feel about, say, you know, an outdoor concert? You know, like a Celebrate Brooklyn type of, type of deal. <gasps> that would be fun. But, however, however, 4 to 5 p.m., it's not happening. Okay. There's no outdoor concerts okay. midday. You are being so difficult right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gave an idea. Okay, fine. I'll, pull, I'll give you an idea. I'm trying to be realistic. We got to do real plans. Unless, you, were you about to plug an outdoor concert? No, I wasn't. Okay. But last time I did this show, maybe the, the real heads will remember this. Uh, when Chloe Trost was here, uh, I guess three weeks ago now, there was an outdoor comedy show happening right outside that window. And we could hear people's terrible acts uh, while we were doing the radio show. Oh, my God. Okay, never mind. So. Uh, I take back my argument. I guess it's possible that something could be happening outside. Sometimes I feel like uh, I feel like I've gone to to things at uh, at like like in McCarran Park or something like that when they have the band shell set up for the summer that do start at crazy. I don't know if it was like four o'clock, mm-hmm. but it's definitely been like mid afternoon. You know when I've like been over there and uh, I saw Casey Musgraves open for Connor <gasps> Oberst there once. Wow, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. This was pre golden hour. Oh, okay. You know, so that's awesome. Some early stuff. TBH, I don't know many musicians, but mm-hmm. it seems like it could be a fun activity to go to. And it, if there were, if there was a comedy show here yeah. three weeks ago, then probably. It's probably happening again. Probably it's happening again. Yeah. Now you, if you went to an outdoor concert and they played, say, bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 bum. I would become silent. <laughs> you would. I would sit and be frozen to my seat. The Philharmonic just played in Prospect Park, bringing it back to Prospect Park. Do they still do that thing where they they play in every borough in the summer? Oh, I don't know about that. They, when I first moved here, this was a, this was like a very common thing where they would play some outdoor concert at a park in every borough. That would be surprising to me because the amount of setup is overwhelming. I bet it took them. Well, it only took them a day, but still, I was like, this is too much work. But it took all day, right? Yeah, and then all the next day, I presume, to tear it down. Yeah, and it it poured, it thundered and poured. Oh my god! I don't even know if it happened, but yeah, outdoor concerts, risky, risky business, especially How, in this rainy month of June. Yeah. How about a uh, a little drive upstate? You know, little uh, little little park it at a at a hiking trail where the parking is. You're kind of like, is it okay to leave the car here? <laughs> Will I be towed? Well, I'm not really sure. Other people are doing it. It doesn't <laughs> seem right. Let's yes. go, just tuck the just tuck the mirrors in. It'll probably be. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like every hiking trip I've taken. Yes. to Bear Mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be amazing. I think hiking is perfect. Also, for hot weather, the the 
the trees shade you and it's like 10 degrees cooler. Mm. And as you go up a mountain, it's cooler and it connects you to nature, brings yeah. down your stress levels, yeah. brings brings up your community bonding with whoever you're hiking with. <laughs> so if anybody's lonely, please go hiking with a friend um, and increases your, your outdoor nature skills. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like your your plant ID skills, oh, your, okay, your survival sure, sure. skills, your yeah, ability yeah, yeah. to fend off mosquitoes, mm. different tactics. Different sprays. Yeah. Yeah. Hand over the head. Tell you what, I hate these guys. <laughs> Who go hiking? Mosquitoes. Oh. Oh, no, me I don't too. Hate, I, I don't hate other hikers. But I will say that there's a, there's a hiking, there's like a hiker's code that I feel like I'm picking up on now. <gasps> Ooh. Which is this, it's the like, every time you pass someone, like if you're going up a hill and uh-huh. you pass someone who's coming down you've got to make a little joke it seems the person coming down has to say like almost there or that is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that this is becoming more mainstream because honestly i think hike that back to my community bonding mm-hmm. i think it's a great way to make friends and i think anyone who when you because it's just you two passing in the wilderness yeah. so i think it's great yeah, to have yeah, somebody yeah. Call it. No, I agree. Well, do we do we have a caller on the line? Is this our insider or is this someone else? This is the insider. Okay, this perfect. Is the insider. Okay, great. Also. This is this is really exciting. You can hear them. Yeah. Okay, great. So so again, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, but uh, mm-hmm. so some crazy stuff has been going on at Turner Classic Movies. You know, this is an institution. You know, it's been around for you know something like thirty years. And uh, David Zaslav, the new uh, CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, just gutted this place. So, you know, a lot of the people who've been making it really, really special, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of a home for, for movie lovers all, all, all over the world. I mean, it broadcasts all over the world, right? I, uh, all over the world, yes. And it's, it's something that, you know, other people said this. It should be nationalized, the value that this thing brings. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 you know, it, 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 it maintains an art form. Like nothing yeah. else. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you said that about it being nationalized because I, I think it's so true. You know, it's like, you know, we already, we have NPR, right? Like, Thanks, why not? Yeah, huh? Oh, we sure do. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something. You know, people don't care about, they're not listening to NPR like they're watching TCM, like they're yeah. watching classic movies. That's right. That's right. Now, now, do you feel comfortable saying your name, Source? I do. Okay, what yeah. is it? Stephen Johnson. Stephen Johnson. Well, welcome to the show. Now, I, I have heard that you have uh, some information to share. Is, is it true that you were on the emergency call with uh, Scorsese and and uh, um, uh, PTA yes. and Spielberg and people like that? So you know, they, all those guys got together and they got they got Zaslav on the phone. And I heard they gave him what for. But I don't really know what happened. Do you do you want to shed some light on this? Let me uh, let me set the, let me paint the scene for you. Sure. You know, it was reported as it was a call. It was actually a meetup in Burbank. Okay, so we oh, all wow. descend upon Burbank. Zaslav is there. Titans of American cinema are there. And also Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I had to do it to him. I know Paul for a long time, so I have to oh, do okay, it to yeah, him yeah. every now and then. Yeah, yeah, I had to do it to him. And then we're in there, and he gets into it. And just like you said, he's looking to gut this thing. And I'm going to report here for the first time a scoop. He wants to combine Turner Classic Movies with Pluto TV, oh and I assume God. everyone on your on your show and listenership is familiar with Pluto TV. I know Pluto TV, free. and I, Carolyn's mm-hmm. nodding like yeah. she knows it, but I think there probably are yes. some people out there who don't know Pluto TV. If you just kind of want to give us some background, 
First of all, those people should get their asses out from under whatever rock they're hiding in and get on a Pluto TV. Because while it is a valuable service, something else that I also think should be nationalized, it's just a totally different product from what TCM provides. Wait, so you you think Pluto Pluto TV should be nationalized also? Yeah, I mean, something about me, there's a lot of things that I think we could do to nationalize just in general. I know that's not what I'm here for. We don't have to talk about that. I think it's something that could be valuable to discuss down the line. And I put Pluto TV pretty high at the top of that. But I do think it should be nationalized, yes. But Pluto TV, it's a a free, you know, it's free. It's completely free. It does have ads throughout. But it's the kind of place that you'll go if you want to watch unlimited hours of the old Mission Impossible TV show. TV show, oh, I see. um, or, uh, uh, you know, Jeopardy, old Jeopardies, yeah. uh, and things like that. Murder, She Wrote, uh, Murphy Brown, yes. stuff like that. And it's so, I knew, I just knew you were chomping at the bit to mention those two shows when I mentioned Pluto. I was like, I'm not going to get out of this without Colby mentioning yeah. Murder, She Wrote, Ta- uh, mean, and the other one. Yeah, Murphy Brown. I mean, talk about a brown-eyed Murphy girl. Murphy Brown, right. Murphy Brown-eyed girl is, is more of where I'm set. set, set the not touching from. that, not yeah, touching yeah. that. My yeah. reputation is always online. I'm not touching that. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, can you say what your your kind of background is? I mean, it's it's kind of impressive that you. I mean, you were basically pitched to me, you know, by a mutual friend of ours as like a deep throat uh, character. So, I mean, like, I don't really know much about your background. Like, what what kind of get you? What got you in the room here? That's that's a great question. Let me tell you something. Before before I got my hands involved, deep throat was a nobody mouth. Okay, nobody knew about that guy. I built his legend, and that's what I do around this town. Okay, okay cool, cool, I'm a yeah. legend. I'm a producer. It is cool. Thank you. Yeah, it is cool. Okay. goes without saying that it's cool. So it's a a mix of legend producing, building, uh, connecting people, and producing, and overall deals. I love a good overall deal. Sure. And uh, I also own a car chain, car car dealership chain. Really? Okay, cool. I I was going to say that's cool, but I I, I get the sense you don't like that. Well, it goes without saying. If you have to say something's cool, it feels like people need to be pointed out that it's cool. Right. And they know already. Yeah, I got you. Exactly. So tell us about this meeting. So the meeting, you know, we sit down there, and it's essentially, you know, they of course order food, and you can assume, you can guess what kind of food that they're going to have at a thing like this. Uh-huh. You can guess. It's sushi. There's sushi all over the place. And it's just, you know, after they start getting into it, and the pitch is made that they're going to combine Turner Classic Movies with Pluto, mm-hmm. you know, by this point, everybody's a few rolls in. This is nice sushi. Like, these are, you know, this is nice stuff. But even still, the nerves, the, you could feel the room, the nerves of the room just changed. I mean, these are, you know, directors who are, uh, you know, to a, a disturbing extent, interested in preserving American film history. Did you say and to a disturbing th- extent? It, th- they're a little disturbing about it. You can't talk to these guys. You can't talk to these guys without, you know, you could be talking to them about, hey, this is the new concrete. What do you think of how this concrete looks on the ground? And they're like, oh, this looks a lot like uh, the concrete at Bad Day of Black Rock when they <laughs> shot that uh, way back when, you know. So it's, it's, you can't get through a conversation with these guys. I get it, yeah. But, there is kind of a tiresome quality to this in people, yeah. Yeah, it's like we get it, but, you know, you don't need to hurt, you don't need to hurt each other with it kind of thing. Right. They're hurting everyone, Yeah. But they're not hurting. But it's a little hurting. But so the room, you know, the temperature in the room changes. It skyrockets. It feels like it, they start sweating. And they, everyone's running to the bathroom because they ate too much sushi. And now their stomachs are upset because of what's happening. So, you know, people are going in. It's like a revolving door. It's like, you know, one of them was like, oh, this is like an old Marx Brothers movie. And we're like, stop, stop. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. trying to talk business are, here. Are they all kind of going yeah. into the bathroom at the same time? 
it's like one goes in, the other comes out. They bump their heads when they're coming in through the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and so and so they're going to the bathroom a lot because of the sushi situation. Oh no. Yeah, so you can imagine where it goes from there. Now I have a question, and I may mm-hmm. be completely wrong. This is Carolyn, by the way. Uh, thank Hello. you so much for coming on the show. Uh, didn't no some problem. of these men recently become fathers, or is that some is is that another? That's a really good, a really good question. That's actually Robert De Niro uh, and Al Pacino both in their eighties. Okay, uh, actually, okay, are expecting, okay. Expecting children. Yeah. I mean, did that uh, Stephen? Did that come up in the meeting at all? Because I mean, Carolyn does kind of bring up a good point. I mean, like that that, that uh, these guys are are they're not slowing down in any regard of their of their no. life in their in their filmmaking or in their family making. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that actually did come up because I should have mentioned this if I didn't want to, but now I'm going to. Mar- Martin Scorsese was child watching for Robert De Niro's new. Uh, he was babysitting for his new kid, so oh, the wow. child was oh, there. The they, child was there. Robert De Niro's and, new baby was there at the meeting with Zaslav. Yes, Scorsese in a little in a little uh, you know baby Bjorn. He's in a Bjorn. Oh, he- Scorsese. Yeah. Wow. And so you can you can picture Marty's shoveling down tuna rolls like they're you know like it's uh, the last surviving print of uh, Bad Day at Black Rock, and he's trying to hold on to it, you know, like he's trying to keep it. Yeah. And the baby's getting rice pieces, and Marty was in the wasabi like crazy. So there's wasabi dripping on the on the uh. kid's head and in the Bjorn, and they're running into the bathroom. He's trying to feed tuna to the to the kids. Oh so. my god. You know, and it just, it was uh, quite disturbing, and it's, you know, it did not smell good in there by the end, too. Um, and I'll leave you, you know, I'll be just paint you with that picture. You can fill in the details yeah. yourself. Well, I mean, it's, it, the detail that the wasabi was getting into the Bjorn with the baby is, yeah. is really upsetting me. That is, that is, that is a disturbing It was picture. upsetting at the moment, and then, you know, with the bombshell that they're like, maybe we can cut together old episodes of um, the card counting game, Card Sharks, with uh, Bad Day of Black Rock, and it's like, what are we talking about here? You know, and they want to do it with AI, of course, too. There's a oh, whole yeah, AI of component, course. Mm. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these 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 old movies, you know, this 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 was these, these were happening before AI was a a twinkle in Zuckerberg's eye. You know what I mean? I mean, like these these. Catherine Hepburn doesn't have a right to likeness clause, uh, you know, in the in the contract. You know what I'm saying? I 100 percent know what you're saying. And then of course Stephen says, "Well, you know, I directed AI," and it's like, Stephen, we're not talking about that right now. This is a completely different thing because yeah. you know he did artificial intelligence, of course. Oh, of course. Well, finished it from from Kubrick. He he took over from yeah, exactly. Kubrick, and, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. And then you know, and they mentioned the Kubrick connection, and then PTA starts talking about how he was on the set of. You know, uh, eyes wide shut and everything. It's just like Paul. The you know we wanted to put Paul and the baby in the kids' table kind of thing. These you know yeah, these yeah. immature people. I you know, and I know Paul and for a long time, so I can say that. Yeah, yeah. That that was. How did you guys meet? Just out of curiosity. Me and Paul. Yeah. Uh, we both uh, were uh, got kicked, or we did the Sundance thing uh, a long time ago totally. the, when he was you know famously there. Yeah, I was there. Um, you know, doing a different thing, but then I met him there. Uh, that so I've known him from there for a long time. Gotcha, and my, yeah. my dad, my dad knows his dad. They worked on the same uh, whatever show. bullshit that they did. They but, yeah, it was the a game show. show. Yeah. yeah, I got gotcha. you. 
yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just another, just a couple more questions for you before we let you go, because again, we know that you're, you're, you know, you're kind of needed all over town there and there in L.A. And uh, uh, so, mm-hmm. do you think that this sushi plan was kind of like it was a plan by you know the Warner Brothers Discovery people to kind of like get get these guys off? you know, kind of knock them off balance a little bit, keep them running back and forth to the bathroom? Or was this kind of an accident? You know, I think it was planned. I mean, you know how how all these Hollywood types are. You know, I think it was to say... I think it was to say something that knows, like, something fishy's going on here, and he's, like, kind of setting the tone, even though it was Aslov providing the fish, and so it wasn't fishy to him, but it was, like, something's fishy here, and then we're eating fish, and then, you know, like, I didn't actually have any of the fish because I had brought a burger. I had... Well, from uh, one of my car dealerships, it was a the manager's birthday, and we had burgers, so I brought a wow. burger. Yeah. Can I so ask how you carried I, it I, over? What's that? Can I ask how you carried it over? The burger? Yeah. Was it in a Bjorn? Yeah, well, one of the things, I actually have a tailor who's a good friend of mine. All, all the pockets in my pants are Ziploc material, so I can just kind of put food in there ah. and zip them <laughs> shut, and it's easy clean. Look, I uh, know you're not going to like hearing this, but brother, that's cool. Yeah, oh, I, that one is one because you say that to some people and they think you're a little strange filling your pockets with chicken nuggets and you're like, don't worry, these are Ziploc pockets. But uh, So that one I do appreciate. And okay. it is cool, let me tell you something. But sometimes it does get hot depending on the food that you're putting in there. But it's easy clean, easy clean. Gotcha. Well, I just want to ask you too, you know, I mean, was there any progress made between the two parties? Like, is there is there any, was there any good news to kind of take away from this? You know, that's a great question. I think by the end, you know, I think by the end, they had sort of talked Zaz down from the ultimate of just taking this down. Because, you know, part of the problem is they're not putting in someone who's a, a film historian in place. You know, they gutted the, they gutted everybody, and they didn't replace them. So they're talking of replacing somebody, and then it seems like there might be an anointing of Robert De Niro's young child in the future who could maybe take this man's oh my love. God. So wow. it could be a beautiful passing of the torch. Wow. You know, time will tell. Time will tell. But, you know, Hollywood's a family business town, as you know. You know, it's sad to say, but it's, uh, you know, it's important to face the sunlight directly. Absolutely. Kind of one of those well, situations. Well, I mean, you know, that's interesting because, uh, you know, the guy who, who has been kind of appointed the interim head of, of uh, TCM is the guy who runs Cartoon Network now. So yeah. it, it's yeah. interesting, you know, it, cartoons, who likes cartoons? Well, babies. So Robert De Niro's yeah. baby could kind of be in in the door, you know, from this very early. I mean, this, I, look, I don't want to say this plan gives me hope, but I don't hate it. And I do want to say, too, the, the Cartoon Network thing did give us a moment of levity because everybody agreed that Aqua Teen Hunger Force is just awesome. And we sang the song. Really? And then uh, you Spielberg? would not believe it. it it's yeah, everybody, everybody, and you're not going to believe this. Never believe this next part. PTA started doing a meatball voice, oh and Steven said, "Steven said, shut the hell up." And he did a meatball voice, and I swear to God, I had to ask him five times if he was meatball in the meatwad. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, meatwad. meatwad if he yeah. played meatwad, you, yeah. you had to ask Steven Spielberg if he played meatwad on Aqua Teen <laughs> the Hunger Force. Voice it was so good. I said, Steven, don't tell me you directed Catch Me If You Can. You directed Forrest Gump. Are you Meatwad? Or you, you didn't direct Forrest Gump. Sorry, that was your friend. You, are you Meatwad, I said? And yeah. then, you know, he, he wasn't Meatwad, but he's that good. Wow. And I didn't say Forrest Gump. And I'm just, I just walked past Robert Zemeckis, so I got confused. Just now you walked past Robert Zemeckis? Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, I said get back to the future, you old dog. You old dog. And then he, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kept going. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, this is, this is he did, good. He did Forrest Gump, right? That is right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's correct. 
Okay, good. Yeah, it's hot out here today. The sun came out. I finally. I got you. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go here. You know, I know you got. I'm sure you got. What like? What are you on your way to? You're on your way to something important. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, I'm on my way to something important. We're talking. Uh, I have a meeting with uh, um, Ezra Miller's agent about uh, Flash Two. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that that actually that actually does sound really poor. So I'm gonna let you go, but I really appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time, uh, Stephen. And uh, I, I hope course. to hear from you again uh, soon. Anytime, anytime. Let me know, and I'll, I'll call back anytime. Okay, great, great to great. meet you. Great to meet you as well. Have a Good wonderful luck to you day. Both. Thank you. And to you, and unto you. Thank you. Wow. There he goes. There he goes. Wow, that was crazy. I was sweating I, uh, to be in the presence of somebody so important. I know. I was. Uh, it's kind of a. You know, we get some big guests on the show from from time to time, and uh, it's just. I don't know. It's cool to keep that keep that going. Wow. Uh, well, let's play a little song, and then uh, we can come back for more Carolyn Eakin here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Clear the Dance Floor with me, your host Colby Smith, and this is new music. From one of our favorite bands, uh, uh, we love Molly Ringworm. They are out of New Jersey. They have a new song out. It is called Down and Out, and here it is now. Be back. Bye. Not bye. You know, BRB. You get it.
Yes. Molly Ringworm. New music here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Clear the Dance Floor. I'm your host, Colby Smith. Our number is 718-673-8201. And my guest is Carolyn Egan. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks again. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's this my is, pleasure. This is That was an amazing song. Thank you. BT dubs. Thank you. I was saying thank you. Like, it's, <laughs> I had anything to do with it. But I just like the band. <laughs> you chose it. All the credit goes to the radio host. Yeah, that's right. That's me. Carolyn. Uh-huh. We have about, oh, we're coming into the home stretch of the show, the back quarter, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, as they say. So now it's time to get a little crazy okay okay i was afraid you were gonna say political no 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 we we don't do that good (laughs) (laughs) i never want to talk about any hot topics would it be great if i was just like and now uh i'd like to tell you a little bit about how i feel about (laughs) i mean name a thing elon musk Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) women's rights yeah yeah we talk about uh the dobbs decision Uh, anyway not that. They got this. You know this guy. You know this guy, Bob Dylan. I do know Bob Dylan. Yeah, we we're kind of fascinated by him on this show, and uh, we oh. talk about it from time to time. We got we have a we have a big Dylan related guest coming up in a couple weeks. It's going to be exciting for people. So July. Can you just quickly sing one of his songs for me? Uh, well, you got the answer, my friends, is blown in the wind. Okay. The answer is blown in the wind. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said you have a guest coming in July. Yeah, yeah, July 9th, uh, uh, guy who who wrote a, a cool book about uh, uh, all these interviews with Dylan's various band members. Uh, is is going to be here, uh, or he's going to be calling us to talk about it. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Excited about that. In the meantime, do you know that Bob Dylan is still performing, touring every year, and that he sounds like this? Kind of an acquired taste, I would say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What What are your initial thoughts on this? Because you, your people can't see this, but your eyes kind of bulged <laughs> out of your head. <laughs> Those blue, blue eyes. <laughs> Honestly, I think he, he's he's a little bit past his prime. <laughs> Not to be political, but it's that was jarring. It, it's 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 jarring. And I mean the fact that I'd never even heard about any of his tours. Uh huh. I mean I hear about you know Elton John's farewell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tour. Other people. Actually, Elton John is actually really the only old singer uh, that Fleetwood Mac had a had a a tour in 2019. Yeah. And they were still pretty good. Mm -hmm. I heard. I feel like though, like he's on he's on par with like Paul McCartney how he sounds. You think he sounds? Paul McCartney sounds. Like Bob Dylan now, like similar, like but so like far a gone, croaky, so far uh, gone. Interesting from what they used to be. Okay, well, I mean, look, <laughs> sure, we're talking about a couple guys who are in their eighties, right? I would like to, with you, if this is okay, Please. debut debut a new segment here on the show. Ooh, uh, to kind of build up to to Ray Paget's episode in a couple weeks. Okay. And this is called Bob Dylan Sings Karaoke Now. So the way this is going to go. I'm ready. Is, you know, the two of us are going to kind of trade impressions of what you just heard back and forth uh, to the tune of a more modern day pop song. And if you want to come around here and look at the words, that's okay with me. Okay. What's the. This is 
Bob Dylan in 2023 singing Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. Okay, I will need to look at the lyrics. Okay, okay, you're just gonna, you just let me know when you're ready, and then we'll get it started. Okay, once again, folks, this is Bob Dylan in 2023 singing Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. Okay, here we go. Who goes first? Uh, I'll, I'll kick things off. Okay. Because, I, you know, I, I'm more familiar That's true. with all of this than you. <laughs> I threw a wish in that well. Don't ask me. I'll never tell. I looked at you as I fell. And now you're in my way. I treat myself for a wish. Pennies and dollars for a kiss. I wasn't looking for this. But now you're in my way. Your stare was holding. Reptini, skimmer showing. Last night, when it was blowing. Where you think you're going, baby? Hey, I just met ya. And this is crazy. But here's my number. Baby. It's hard to look right at you, baby. But here's my number. So call me, baby. I just met you. Carolyn. Okay. This baby. But here's my number. So call me, baby. <laughs> and all the other boys try to change me. But here's my number. So call me, baby. Oh my god, it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it just for that one minute. <laughs> I tried to be as accurate as possible. I think we're gonna do a I do, different I song do, every do week. a Bob Dylan impression sometimes do you unknowingly really? when I sing. Uh, do you wanna you wanna give us a little bit of it? Let me see if or I did can you do just... it. I don't know if his his rickety old voice might have thrown me off. Yeah. Hey, I just met you. No, that's not it. <laughs> it. It has to come naturally. It has to come naturally, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. My oh, well, what's great about him is there there are so many eras that you could do an impression of. You know, you can do the early '60s. That's the one most. Hey, often. I just met yeah, you. Yeah. No, yeah. that's no, that's that was... Ray Romano. That... <laughs> hey. Okay, maybe it wasn't Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. I can't get it. I can't get it. But anyway, I mean, this is nice. But who am I to judge? From... Well, who exactly. Who am I to judge? Exactly. What did you do? Uh, uh, you know. What did I accomplish? Exactly. Nothing. What have you done? Nothing really. <laughs> TVH. I'm just like taking you to task. What have you done? What the hell have you? I get really mad when I put you up in this impression. <laughs> How dare you? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the scary thing is with when people that old are still performing, is they could pass away on stage. That's true, and uh, I think this happened to this guy, Alan Toussaint. Do you know who that is? No. He was like a New Orleans uh, a legend, and he died like like shortly after coming off stage at a festival. Oh uh, no! A couple years ago, yeah. How yeah, old yeah. was he? I mean, he was he was probably approaching ninety. Oh my god! Yeah, but then at the same time, it's like, are they going out where they want to? Yeah, I don't know. But jarring for the audience. Hard to say. Jarring for the audience. I mean, definitely, yeah. I mean, imagine like you get to you get. You home and you're like, wow, what a great show. And then you find out it was his last one. Yeah. <laughs> what you thought last... was him dancing around real cool yeah. was him tr- having Those were a his stroke. last moments on earth. Yeah. That would be crazy. That would be nuts. That how would, would how, be. We, we have like only a couple minutes left in the show. How would you like to die? How would I like to die? <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to. Oh, my gosh. I would love to die dancing. You would love to die dancing? Yes. Okay. What about you? Uh, I would, I would like to, um, uh, die DJing. Oh, 
Please. So maybe the both maybe we can set this up. Colby, how is your us. health right now? <laughs> Please tell me you're not hiding anything. Um, how? What did the doctor from the studio tell you <laughs> yeah, yeah. when he gave you your B12 shot? He said, shot. "Just bend over, <laughs> and soon it'll all be okay." <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Colby's still breathing. Um, you have a show tonight. I do have a show. tonight. Do you want to talk about it? Yes, it is. While I set this thing up, it is at Young Ethel's mm-hmm. at eight thirty p.m. Now, go ahead. No, well, you had a question. Well, my question is: Are you sure it's at Young Ethel's? Because I'm sure I saw a promo for Hooper's <gasps> show that was at Pie Box. Are you serious? Tonight. Let me look at my. <laughs> wait, wait! Oh no! <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, you, I don't know. You might be. I just want to make sure we get the the you know because because everybody's gonna everybody's gonna turn off their their uh, uh, radio in about an hour Box, or two. Rock shop. Oh rush, my god! Rush to the show. It's eight thirty p.m. tonight at Pine Box Rock Shop. Free. Yeah. Also, and yeah. Hooper is hosting. They are three prof team who hosts other three prof teams, mm-hmm. which is very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all improvised. A little little background too is that uh, you and I were supposed to do the show together, and then the train got all messed up. I know, so me and, and I literally haven't it. been invited back since. Yeah, and I think it's well, because I bailed on the show yeah, last minute. Because Will Braithwaite's so vindictive. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he loves to take revenge. <laughs> oh, he is. Anyway, no, no, no. There's uh, just a lot of talented comedians, and and I was not top of their list. <laughs> So that's tonight at 8.30, and you have a bunch of other shows uh, all around town that people can follow you to find out about. Is, is that true? Yes, you can follow me at Carolyn Eags, E-E-G-S. Not my real last name, a sneaky last name mm-hmm. for when I apply to jobs, so that way people can't find me on the internet. Oh, very smart. Because uh, you're ashamed of all the things you say. <laughs> Honestly, most of the time, the things I post are not appropriate. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming. It's thank been you a for pleasure to me. talk to you. And uh, uh, everyone who's listening, keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn. Legendary Air is coming up next. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.